Welcome, welcome to my lovely HP community. So we have some new pieces of content coming your way. This one is one of them, but we also have just had a couple of new ones that are about the 5D mystics inspiring the infinite higher human consciousness potential experience. These we get to focus on how we're always bringing forth expansion of consciousness potential and experiences in our relationships. So we have mindful and more relationships. That would be the fiercefully loving roars and the ones who fiercefully fear they don't go anywhere. We have them as part of our herd. They learn to be safe, however it is that they are safe. Uh, another piece of content that's going to be coming out later on, uh, the beginning, if I'm not mistaken, of August, let me find it, is on emotional insecurity and immaturity and so it is about how to use the inner growth mindset to move beyond this moving out of the emotional insecurity and immaturity so how you can actively pursue the integration of your mind and the integration of your mind is the flexible adaptive coherent and energized and stable mind of a person who moves into being a functional adult and that is again pure consciousness unconditional love you have flaws i have flaws we have imperfections and we don't react if somebody gets spiteful about it let me use an example of what i mean so 4d individuals they are not pure consciousness because they've not moved into becoming unconsciously loving <clears throat> with their own flaws and imperfections. So that means they don't have what is true self-empowerment, safe haven, secure base. That means they don't know how to mature or work with their emotions when unsatisfaction. Now this is very, very tricky business because the biochemistry of fear is what happens when people are in uh, rumination but they can get quite vindictive in their mind. In fact, that's why people stay stuck in their teenage years for so much time, because they actually just do what teenagers do, but in a way that I thought personally they would not do for the rest of their life. However, the lovely psychoeducators talk about the bright sides and dark sides of neuroplasticity. So most teenagers don't move out of teenage land because apparently, and I mean, I remember when I was a teenager telling people, why would you be your own inner critic? This sounds ridiculous. Why would you do something out of spite? This sounds ridiculous. So maintaining alignments within ourselves, which is what yoga teaches, but I laugh because the 4D people, they do a lot of yoga. They're not actually mature because they talk about people being haters or they talk about them being light and others not, or they're going to be spiritual, and others not. So, so from this biochemistry of fear, which people don't think is fear, because they're in this little bit of poison, vindictiveness, which they will not have understood the difference, until they actually have an experience with what is unconditional love. And that's with a body that is a constant ventral vagal state and compassionate beyond reason. And that's throughout a series of years or time. 
I mean, some people, they awaken quickly to the truth. When you meet unconditional love, it's a person who consistently will maintain themselves in their values and in a heart body. And in fact, people who have tested this out, quote unquote, on me, they don't know that I know, but I know what I know. I find it humorous, a little insulting, but then again, I remember that teenagers didn't grow up and that people don't believe humanity is love. So it makes sense that you don't actually believe that there can be a person who consistently is compassionate and loving because we are and that we don't really care about what you do with your sh shit, your life, whatever, do what you want. We don't need you. You don't need us. Like there's no, oh my gosh. So when people are spiteful, we feel bad for them not the other way around and really i learned as a teenager to completely disregard this mannerism and behavior because i have people who are in human suffering it's very sad it's very sad when they use what is not a tactic that is maliciousness that other people think is uh, it's a very sad feeling in their body and then they feel guilty because they treated someone they love like shit so it's sad that, that's sad too. Then it's funny to see them come and try to make up for something without speaking words, but you can feel the entirety of their guilt. And you know, I mean, when I, remember here at 5D Mystics, dream. Our dreams, they tell us everything, but we don't actually say, I know everything about you. Let me tell you. 4D people do that. No, we say, I had a dream. Are you okay? Uh, this was my dream. Uh, it was a fun dream. I'm happy. Are you good? So sometimes we'll have fun dreams and the people we reach out to are not doing great emotionally. Sometimes instead we'll have a sad dream and they're doing great emotionally. We don't know which one it is, so we just check in. And people who are not mystics don't know that. In 5D mystic land, we don't say, let me tell you who you are. No, you're you and I'm me. I'm telling you me telling you I have dreams, I'm telling you I have clears, I'm telling you my experiences, not to ask you to believe it, do it, not do it, you do whatever the fuck you want. No, we don't actually feel offended when somebody says, oh, it's just your subconscious. Uh, no, but okay. We also don't go out of our way to say, let me prove that you're lying to me. So long story short, when people get spiteful, we learn, I learned very easily as a teenager what it means for insecure people to be insecure. So as a grown-up, it didn't look much different. It's simply sad is all I'm going to say because it means that people are hurting themselves. It's not the other way around. We heal from, we don't get broken because unconditional love is a feeling that you have in your body with your ventral vagal state. The mind evaluates and processes how we will have been treated by people we love. And it's a playground because those of us who are 5D, we play with our mind. We don't do rumination. And that means we are like, wow, you know, I got to learn X, Y, Z, D, E, F, G. I got to experience X, Y, E, B, E, D, D, G. We'll only think of it as a very sad thing that some people, that, that they don't know that we know what they did and that they didn't have the guts to speak out the truth because it weighs on their heart, not the other way around. The ones who make up excuses and they just find it in their way to uh, guilt trip themselves or whatever, they actually don't necessarily move into more. And that happens naturally, by the way, because there's just some of us, we grow together because we want to. So the lovely, lovely roaring of love is not one that all people 
want to be in, 5D mystic land, or just functional adult emotional maturity land. Some people don't want to be in this one. This is why IHP content is not for everyone. So we are compassionate beyond a reason, and when we do meet spite, even as a teenager, we would never in a million years dream to, this is my tongue twisted right now, um, because of the different numbers of pieces of information that I'm trying to share with you, which is uh, defectiveness shame cycle is an awful thing to have. So allow yourself to remember that nobody chooses as an infant to be in a heartbreak and to be disconnected from pure consciousness, purusha or prakriti. Now, as teenagers, they get to start to make choices. And here I will transition to the story. I think I left you hanging with something. If I remember, I'll let you in. If not, reach out. But when people who love each other are competing with each other. So for the Zen masters, when we see someone competing, they can be spiteful, they can be malicious. Whatever they're doing, they're manipulating. Whatever they're doing, we are all a pattern. So time will let us know. We know when people have tested us because time will reveal to us their pattern. What they don't know is that we are all nervous systems. And so we'll notice if you're in a biochemistry of fear. Because what happens is your body gets rigid. Your mind gets rigid. You begin to be dumb because you begin to be repetitive and honing in on a very specific story. And we begin to notice what we're hearing. We also notice the inconsistencies between what you will have said yesterday, today, tomorrow, after tomorrow, because somehow we do know how to track consistency because you're your story. So if you're doing something in a very consistent form, which can include, I don't have consistency. I'm an inconsistent person. Oh, I don't care about anything. You know what's inconsistent about that phrase? The minute that then there's, hey, can you check in on that thing that I really didn't give a shit about and I didn't contemplate it at all that you pointed out to me a lot of times and that I actually say I don't care about and to don't make me worry, but how about I'm going to make you worry or no, you know, so this is when we see inconsistencies, it's because the people have not grown mental maturity over that emotional stressful response because they don't have awareness of their physical body. Now their values, they might think they're upholding it, I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm calm. Look, look, I'm calm. You're the one who's freaking out. What's the deal? Uh, it's like, okay, then fine. Let us not accept to be different in the way that we want to handle things, but let us unload something that it, so it's a very, very interesting dynamic that of those who inconsistently stay inconsistent because they choose emotional insecurity and immaturity, and then they handle it by let me hand it over somewhere else. You know what we definitely see when people do the wiggle room dance and then they don't allow. So here's where if you wouldn't shame, blame, fault or twist things. So spite doesn't have anything to do with it in this case. But when there's a distorted ego, which is all adaptive children, they're blind and deaf and they're mute, although their roar does get annoying. We learn how not to roar because we're like, okay, how do I get to play in my playground? There's 8 billion of us, so obviously this is one of the same patterns somewhere else. So let's see what I get to do today. And we have fun. That's it. So again, a random example. The other one that I wanted to get to, people who compete with each other. So they want to take what others have or they don't want to let others in on the fun. 
And this is very interesting because I've witnessed this dynamic with a very close friend of mine. And I don't want to go into too much of the details. It's unnecessary. But this person from this person's life, and he is going to be in my future. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to tell him yet. I, I need to call him up. But um, he's going to have a laugh. He doesn't believe in any of this shit. <laughs> and we had a discussion about this when I found out that he doesn't even believe in God. And I'm like, why do you have me talking about shit? I mean, I know I've moved beyond the God thing, but still, I talk about all this esoterism metaphysics. And <laughs> you let me use our time this way. I want us to use it. So here's where a secure connection is. I want to be a secure base for you and safe haven and you for me. So we can find a topic if we can. We'll find a topic that we can talk about together. Okay, so the individuals would be competing with each other as teenagers. I noticed their little rooster behavior. Then we hung out as young adults together. And here's where the friend, though, to me was not a friend because my friend had been broken up by his girlfriend after 14 years. So what I came to hear was, da 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 is throwing up, they're depressed, and I'm like, why aren't you inviting him to come out? No, well, he doesn't want to come out. He's depressed and he's throwing up, and I'm like, this is fucked up. Your friend, give me his number. I don't remember if I had his number yet. I was like, or let me, is this his number? So I reach out to my friend. And I say, what's going on? Let's meet up. Let's talk. So we started to go out. Then I'm like, why don't you come out? You, you want to go out. You, you shouldn't stay at home and do this. So the first night that they came out together was when I realized why the other guy hadn't invited him because they were competing the same night we were all together with all of these women. And one of the women, in fact, this is the part, they both ended up with, but first the one friend who didn't invite the friend, the other one ended up having a long-term relationship but getting dumped by the girlfriend almost at the altar, which was really crappy. So my friend and I became friends. This is the one that I didn't speak to for five years because they were going through the shithole. This was really bad. Their business failed. Everything was crumbled. It didn't, it was, it crumbled from beneath their feet. And I intuitively knew. The week prior to this friend who I was pissed beyond reason because of the way they treated my attempt to say, you're not ready for a relationship. You just got broken up with when they told me that they had eyes on someone. And I just said, this is actually not going to be beneficial right now. It's your Achilles heel. He always remembers that I told him, your Achilles heel. So... He found solace. He's happy now, and I'm happy for him. However, when I saw the two men doing what they did, I was like, okay, that's why you didn't want your friend to come. Now you got competition. And I thought, that's so fucking sad. I thought we'd grow up by now without realizing that people stay emotionally insecure because they don't grow their ego the fuck up from teenage land. Thank you, psychoeducators. So 5D mystics, we actually know the real deal, which is evil don't exist, spitefulness is bullshit, and you're really tortured inside. It ain't haters, it's poor human beings who need a good therapist, and more. They need to watch different movies, they need to get educated, and the 4D needs to stop talking about themselves being anointed all the time. No one's anointed, you're all human beings with a consciousness, which is energy, which you can call soul, you can call it whatever you want, it's the same energy. Thank you, Sadhguru, for existing. Enlightenment soul age group is where I'm at, not the spirituality and not the relationship people who enmesh each other and basically, oh my God, 
we're one human being. It seems like a very poor, poor fairy tale for children. And they're all adults and they look like uh, not even a fairy tale again. Because to an adult, when we see two energies becoming one and it's enmeshment, the word. Now, if it's an enmeshment that looks pretty and happy, we're happy for them. Because we're like, oh, they found their fairy tale. It's like the princess and the... In fact, here, side note. So the competing story is done with those people. They expanded to where they are at. My friend, when he was given the opportunity to move into more, this was where he shared with me his fears about the land of mysticism and intuitiveness. And I said, you don't have to open yourself up to more. And in fact, the words that came out of his mouth were, I don't want to be more different than I already am. And that is a shame defectiveness cycle that a person carries because they feel that they're different in a way of I am unworthy or defective, I'm not lovable. And so this is what people don't realize. That tone to us, the 5D mystic who unconsciously loves ourselves because we're pure consciousness, purushu prakriti, so you better bet that we're not like, oh, I'm short. Now I hate myself. So my mother, my dear mother, who I love to death, she consistently, as a teenager, would talk about the height that we are because she's short too. And her parents made a big deal out of it. So the sentences were, oh, well, we're short. We can't have this. We I'm like, this is bullshit. It doesn't matter whether you're short or not. You can have whatever you want. In fact, one of my long-term relationships was so tall it was humorous because it looked like the giant and the and the child. So every time we would walk somewhere together, there was a giant and a child, which I wasn't, obviously. And this person, for example, connected me to one of my soul sisters. She's the one who introduced me to metaphysics, crystals, everything. Of this lovely, lovely land. And um, long story short, back to the aspect of when I was spoken with words of your short and I had one dude as a teenager who would actually consistently say we can't be together because you're too short and it would look aesthetically unpleasing and these were the basic words of this human being I still flirted with the dude but I knew the minute that he said those words I remember to this day I'm like this is not love because anyone who loves me ain't gonna make me feel like shit not even a little bit that's what love is you're not gonna make me feel like shit you're not going to make me feel like I'm perfect either. You're going to treat me with what's called love, and you're going to treat me with what's called respect, and you're going to lift me up, not push me down. If you do anything to push me down, you don't love me. It doesn't matter whether you're a relationship of, you know, partnership in the sense of romance or not, any person, human being. So if you're trying to quote-unquote push me down, by the way, you can't push anyone down who doesn't have a button to push. So whole hearts you know what they play with in the playground of our lovely family with our own likes and dislikes which is why we become emotionally mature with our inner growth mindset and no it's not the system it's not you it's not me it's no one in fact here's where life mm, dealing with the unknown uncertainty and unwanted and with what your own heart being what your own self going with what your own flow and those are all the main modules of the lovely inner growth mindset which lo and behold, even in the absence of all of the somatics information, I still knew the truth. 
you are beautiful the way you are and if you don't unconsciously love yourself with your flaws and imperfections that is not normal because as a human being your brain is in the skull that you carry your nervous system is in the body that you carry and even if the spirituality people want to say that yourself doesn't exist they don't actually explain it well and here thank you patrick mcnamara yourself does exist it's in the right side of your mode and it's in the executive area oh some people that are neuroscientists they don't agree with their neuroscientist colleague and they say no it's not true like daniel siegel he believes in mirror neurons other people that are attachment researchers somatic researchers somatic therapists some don't believe in the mirror neurons go figure they're subject matter experts they disagree ha 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 did anybody who is smart actually think people would know everything and i was a teenager when i began to see the bullshit of this duality black and white thinking and i grew up to think how are people still thinking they're smart i can see them actually consistently getting rigid they get really loud and it's really annoying and they're actually trying to prove something which is a representation of their ego because they need to prove to themselves that they're worthy because wait a minute what what hold on oh oh let me go look at your leaders okay now i got it thank you heard over there with the blind eyes and the blind and stay there good to know i know exactly how to handle you cognitive dissonance and it's to hear your confirmation bias and then to make sure that i get curious which i will be curious because you know what that is does anybody know what confirmation bias of cognitive dissonance is in the mouth of another human being it's called their perspective did anybody think that we'd all think the same and feel the same oh here it's called differentiated self i forgot to mention that but here's where going back to my friend i don't want to be any different than anybody else with a tone of very much what i know and any one of us because we're humans is fearful because our nervous system speaks the shit out of everything and people just don't know that your tone speaks it as well which is why we don't have concerns about being fiercely loving because we know that those who will have tested us through manipulation will have seen our compassion beyond a reason and when they're done testing they will say you know there are moments where you should be an asshole and i see that you're not there are people that are evil out there and i see that you're not noticing it and we'll say no no it's not evil it's called shame it's called heartbreak and it's called i'm not going to stoop to that level because why would i do that i'd become a mean person in my book but they're going what are they going to do do you not see that i don't have what's the temporal junction human suffering because i moved into my prefrontal cortex when i began using my brain i began thinking of what i could and couldn't do and what i was feeling all in one and i'm like well of course i'm feeling sad i just got told some things and treated some ways and it's okay pat myself right here it's okay it'll be okay so some of us we don't know suffering and what our lovely smart people tell us is remember so when they're talking to us about something and they're really involved remember you don't know suffering <clears throat> and this is the minute that we say yes i know about good somatic sensory motor and trauma experts that can help you understand about the temporal junction that you don't believe is true because somebody said emotions are stupid so now that the big pompous dude that says emotions are stupid or do that or are they emotions are stupid instead of wait a minute i have an actual situation 
where I get overwhelmed with emotions. Uh, that's why I want to call them stupid because they're very overwhelming to my body. Oh, wait a minute. Ah, that's meaning I don't like emotions. Huh. Let me keep using my prefrontal cortex with inner growth, shall I? Maybe if I, so with my friend, had he said, mm, why would I not want to be different? Why am I using this tone? I actually feel shitty about myself. Is that normal for me to be insecure as an adult male or female or they? Apparently, thank you, psychoeducators, yes, because it's called shame, blame, fault, and revenge. And it's a loop of rumination. And it's unfortunately, it's a safety behavior that people know of. Oh, you're trying to keep power and control. Yeah, it's not that. It's Maya land, blind nerves. There is no power and control. What there is, is you ruminating in a biochemistry of fear, which you're not noticing because instead of being like, why am I in a shitty emotion? Oh, wait, that's because everybody outside, it's because you're not in your ventral vagal nervous system. You're in a moment. So if you breathe rhythmically, you calm yourself down, you begin mindfulness. That's what it's for. And then you say, okay, I'm safe physically. Uh, ventral vagal, turn on. Thank you. Let's be socially engaged. Krishna Leela, two-year-old, let's get curious about ourselves right now with a teenager and just let's get curious about what the fuck is going on. Oh, I feel insecure. Well, why would I? Well, because I'm a human who feels different right now. Okay, so is there something bad about being a mystic? Mm, are you doing something bad besides what? Some people have stories that you're a demon, which you know you're not. You're doing anything bad here, over here with your dreams? No. Okay, then there you go. So here's the deal of 5D mystics. There ain't no evil. I forgot. 4D believe that people can, they can curse you. Oh, I remember when I was a teenager, I wouldn't walk underneath stairs because they said it was bad luck and I did not like breaking uh, glass. And at a certain point, not even, it happened maybe once. Uh, with the cats as well. I was like, why am I doing this? This is superstition. And, and whatever I believe is what's going to count. I don't believe in this shit. And I started moving out of the emotion of, oh my God, ah, by practicing. It's superstitious. It's superstition. It doesn't, it's not true. So 5D mystics, we also don't lose our intuitive powers. They're not powers. So again, the field of consciousness is energy. It's a beautiful intelligence. And it gets fun when you're in the enlightenment soul age group as a 5D mystic. So let's get back to our stories, shall we? When we have dreams of people we love, the ones who like to hear about our dreams, we get to share them with them. The ones who don't, we don't share. We respect them. <clears throat> so my friend, as he spells out, I don't want to be different. I say, okay, don't worry about it. Just don't engage. And the minute that I gave them solace and shared with them that they don't have to open up to being more intuitive was the minute that they felt put at ease. And that was the minute that they began to have a series of events that happened naturally and that brought them to be in a very beautiful space. They have a solid job. They have a solid person. It's not their ideal. Their ideal, they lost it when they came back to their friend. And when we both appreciated again each other and I told them don't you ever fucking do this shit again to me because it ain't cool I care I don't need you to be formal politically correct and that's why when they said I don't believe in God in some random conversation I yelled at them again in the car I waited till we were in the car that way I wouldn't disrespect them in front of people and I said what the fuck 
Uh, I thought we cleared this up. Why are you lying to me? I learned something that day too. And I did an episode on it, which you will have heard about. What did I learn? Oh, wait a minute. But I'm always so in this space and they're trying to be nice to me. So they were trying to allow me to have the floor. So I was erroneous in my reactivity. However, because friends can say, fuck you, fuck you, and not need to be concerned that we won't ever talk to each other again because <laughs> it's bullshit. And him and I are those friends and all my friends. We actually don't have ruptures or splinters. My one attachment style friend and just everyone knows, like, no big deal if we get in each other's face. That's called family. It's a playground. Fuck you, fuck you. Let's hug it out. So <clears throat> with my friend, as I'm yelling in his face, I was like, wait a minute. Uh, so I, long story short, this was, I don't remember how many years after they had said, I don't want Claire's. And then they moved into a series of events that led them to be happy where they're at. And in fact, what they learned was how what they wanted, which they had had and they lost, was not true love. And in fact, the way they posed it was, I've realized what people who love you are. They're the people who are always there for you. You're there for me, and so is this person. So although it's not my deal partnership, and I don't laugh because it's funny, I laugh because they gave up on being able to pursue more because they never moved beyond the fact that they're different when they got the chance. They didn't say, I'm okay with Claire's. I'm not afraid. It's only intuition, that's all. I don't need to be afraid. That was my friend's opportunity to expand their consciousness to another dimension. And that's not going to change them. It wouldn't have. It would have simply made them more connected to this field of consciousness because they were actually having a lot of synchronicity and things happen as they contemplated it because your mind manifests what is going to happen. And so that's the part about why it's important what you think. And here's where a fun fact, my friend informed me about um, when you do stuff like this. And it's funny because this friend of mine is not a mystic, but they know about all this stuff because they know people in my world. So they said, but if he did that, doesn't that mean that when you deny that then something you give up? And I said, well, I didn't know about this, but... <clears throat> it kind of makes sense. However, here's the translation is that it's a person who doesn't move out of their teenage self and into their higher adult self and recognize that they don't have to be ashamed from their one-year-old. So instead of dissolving in that moment, they were having the ability through our friendship because it's safe haven, secure base. Now we're going back to before this latest of the whole, ah, I don't believe in whatever that conversation but in the moment where everything had been ripped, the rug under their feet, all of what they want, their dream life was ripped away from them, okay? This was the minute that they got the opportunity to expand. They got afraid. And they chose to remain fiercely fearful because they didn't recognize as a common sense human being the sentence they spoke out of their mouth with the energy, the emotion. I didn't notice, wow, I actually am insecure about being different. And I, of course, am afraid of this intuitiveness, but I have a friend who is expert at it because they knew all about my dreams, twin flames. I was going through various things and they knew all. So they were updated and 
<clears throat> that's why they are somebody who supports me. And even though now we are on different uh, spectrums, we still love each other to death and we support each other because that's what friends do. They're not in each other's lives to say you have to be a mystic or you have to do that or you know, we're, we're, we are who we are. So I knew that they were afraid and I said, because of being a mystic, you don't have to accept this. The part about what I found out from my friend later on, it doesn't really matter because they didn't give up anything that brought them to some bad side. You don't actually move into demon land or anything of that sort. In fact, here's where there's lower toroidal field and higher toroidal field. And if you're an unconsciously loving, pure consciousness person, you understand that we don't have demons on earth. And we don't live in hell because earth and humans are hell. You live hell in your body because you don't know how to recognize that you're in the biochemistry of fear when you're ruminating and sitting there and spitting out vengeance in your own brain. And that's a sad story. Or sitting with regret and crying it away, and that's another sad story. So people don't learn about their human stuff and how they can move out of this plane of insecure attachment within their own body because that's what it is when you're not in your ventral vagal state. You are not using your neurofeedback. You're not aware of your brainstem having sent up, I'm insecure, I'm agitated, the yellow and red zone. It's not safe to be me. You'll not notice your limbic system, alert, 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 danger, and that cortex, you're not even bothering bringing that lid back down because you're just overwhelmed with whatever charge state or emotions come up and not being aware you're in a playground, not a training ground with your loved ones because you've chosen that People suck. All people have problems. So we will use the same words others use. I will say all people have this, all people have that. Me, I don't have problems. And when people tell me, I'm just tired of correcting them because apparently they don't know the difference. When a, someone thinks they got a problem, they will say, I mean, or uh, let me take a step back. <clears throat> people who are always pure consciousness if we have a problem, we will literally tell you. We actually don't know how to lie. We don't want to lie. We don't lie about our emotions. And we don't lie about what you mean to us or who you are. We don't lie. We are not blind, deaf, or mute lions. We roar, and it's always fiercely, lovingly. And the two-year-old of Krishna Leela, until obviously someone punches us in the face and then Krishna Leela is like, what the fuck just happened? Shiva, Kali, come on over. <clears throat> so we do it in the opposite way because we have a love cycle, not a shame cycle. So we contemplate what the fuck just happened? Why did my loved one punch me in the face right now? And then we get curious and we work with Kali thanks to Shiva. We get to Krishna Leela with those dislikes all the time. It's called equanimity in Dharma, by the way. Those who don't do this, back to lower and higher toroidal fields. The ones who are in lower, they actually, unfortunately, wind themselves in addictive behaviors that are maladaptive patterns due to unresolved trauma, and they stick to it like a glove, and that's where that's going to go. So people who will consistently be spiteful and tease each other 
like people who are from the Scarlet Letter or the medieval times, uh, or they think that they're, you know, rich or whatever, you know, the bourgeoisie, that they're, ah, I'm a bourgeoisie or whatever it is. So whenever people actually walk around, we, we see the clowns. Oh, we see them. We don't walk near them. Because the minute we see those types of clowns, we're like, wow, wow, I know everything about you because I've read it in a book. And I really don't want to intellectually get into any kind of conversation with you because I already know what you think. And no, I'm not even going to try testing it out because I'm actually pretty see. I can see clearly a mile away what you're doing as the roosters and the hens play their little game, which is really not fun or interesting. Let me move away over here and have fun. All by my lonely self as I allow myself to make sure no other human being gets the wrong idea. And this is like in the disco <clears throat> where we like dancing because we like the music, not because we want people to approach us and harass us. And here, let me share with you. This is a very cute story because we instinctively know when individuals have ill intentions and that means that they want something out of us that we are not interested in. And we don't know how to say fuck off because we don't want to be mean. Or presumptuous to think that they're interested and then they say, what are you? You think I'm interested in you? And they make it all, you know, the whole gaslighting part, right? So <clears throat> 5D mystic will notice what um, the intentions behind. Because we trust ourselves, unlike what? People who are 4D mystics, they trust the universe. So they wait for their perfect timing. We don't, we, we don't have a perfect timing. We know shit. So we don't actually hold off. You know, again, fiercely loving. We roar, man. Oh, we're going to go after love. You better bet. And we ain't scared of shit. So when people get scared, we don't really notice until we notice. And when we do, that's where we're like, oh, okay, let me back off. And usually it begins with them not knowing how to speak. So FYI. But we don't know until we know because when you don't speak, we can't read your mind. So we can't know what you're thinking. So, you know, again, putting that to the side. For this one night, I was at a club always with these same friends. My one friend was with me and the whole hand group was out there as usual. The women competed with each other. In fact, there was one guy. I mean, I swear, you've heard that one before. It was hilarious when I found out from one girl. The girl, the same girl, this friend, she became a friend because she literally stepped on my foot, almost pushed me to the ground, and my foot hurt. Like, I remember she did it on purpose. And I was like, wow. And I was like, hi, my name's, you know, and I introduced myself and I became friends with these lovely women. And in fact, they're to this day lovely women. I knew they talked about my attire. I'm not very much into having to look good. No, no, I go to dance to have fun, not to look good. Sometimes I like to get dressed up, but my own clownish way. I don't give a shit about what others think should be on the, you know, magazine. If I want to be on a magazine, I'll go ask my mother and it'll be when I get to go on a magazine for real, not because I'm out at a disco with a bunch of people who are nobodies, by the way. I'm nobody, you're nobody, everyone's nobody, so uh, give it a rest, shall we? We have fun when we see the people who have nothing to do better with their life gossip. No, we don't give a shit. Again, we're not paying attention to them. We'll notice, wow, all of those women are competing for one dude, and apparently they actually are fighting each other, and they're actually, what? He's with another woman? He has a girlfriend and there's three, five, wow, uh, are they smart? How old are they? They're 20 something, wow, really, really? You're telling me they're smart? No, they obviously can't see clearly. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> here's where 
those of us who can, oh, not to mention that my eyes were nowhere near interested in this person, not even remotely close. Were they cute? Yeah, they were cute. They have a girlfriend. Hello, anyone? You got a girlfriend. I ain't coming after you. I'm not like that. I am polyamorous, but I need to make sure. Are you two? Most girlfriends that I know, no, no, they're quite possessive with their their ownership. So I was pretty sure. Plus, you know, Italians, man. Mm. Yeah, they're, they are my least favorite when it comes to how they treat each other because they're property. My American friends, no. We got some open-minded people, which is nice because when you love freely, you're like, wow, okay then. I thought I was talking to adults. I guess I'm not. I think my voice will leave me soon. So bear with me, my lovely listeners, because we need to get this humor out. <laughs> So this one dude, he was the one who hugged me in this evening. And what this one girl who had stepped on me so hard, almost threw me to the ground, told me this was fast forward once we were friends. We're at the beach. And she goes, you know that night, you remember the night that, I, that we met? I said, yeah, I remember that night. I clearly knew she actually did it on purpose, by the way. I'm just like that. I'm like, I knew the guy. I had seen his behavior out at a pub. Again, I'm not stupid. And when people are competing for a dude who has a girlfriend, I really feel like, how old are you again? Because I thought teenage years were done. Apparently, you all think this is something smart or cool, or I don't know, you criticize it. I think it's a bunch of dumb people who have low self-esteem, to say the least. Because if you're all doing this, you have low self-esteem. You don't know what love is. And I don't need to tell you because I'm going to burst some bubbles here. So she tells me, you know what he told me in the ear before he came to hug you? No, of course not. He told me that I should move away from him because you liked him or something like that and that I would like basically make you feel hurt or something. It was basically where he said, she's interested in me. If you hug me, she's going to get jealous. I laughed in her face. I was like, oh my God, he is so egoically like I have had never, not even one moment of interest. I was already with one of my twin flame experiences who my lovely twin flame man, I am so lovely and enamored with that human being because I've always known that he is a beautiful person. He's done his own journey and he's where he wants to be. But man, I was like, I have a hottie and he's smart and he's awesomely awesome on all accounts. You think I'm going to be interested? You No. So this dude didn't know of my hottie because my hottie and I are independent human beings who don't need to go flaunting each other around. So This was the part of where I laughed in her face and I was like, I actually have someone and I had no interest in this person. And that is very, very egoically humorous to me. And so that was that. On that note, back to the other story. And really, forgive me for my voice because I'm trying to clear the throat, but it won't go away. So long story short, this other thing happens always in this disco with these same crowds. And I'm having a blast. I'm dancing by myself because all of the other people are doing their shit. This guy, he approaches me. And I'm not one who, when I go dancing, I let people approach me. I actually have a specific way I dance because I don't want people to come near me because I'm enjoying the dance floor. And I've heard that people go and grind up your ass. Don't you fucking dare come near my ass. I will punch you in the face if I'm a four foot nine woman. But I try not to get into those situations. So I'm that defensive. And that's because it's annoying to have harassment. I hope one day men learn not to do that. Or anyone days that just just don't (laughs) make sure that 
And this is something I don't even know if we'll ever get there. I mean, one of my boyfriends at the time only thought I was interested because I fed him French fries. I laughed in his face too because his friends were the ones who said, oh, <laughs> she likes you because she fed you French fries. And I was like, no, I was being nice, but okay. <clears throat> so long story short, this person did not give me that vibe. They gave me a good vibe. I allowed them to approach me and I danced in a way that no one has ever had me dance before. I'm a bad dancer. I don't know how to fucking move because I get shy and I get embarrassed. And then the people that dance, they don't know what to do either. Long story short, I tell the guy not to expect. I mean, I kind of make it clear. I think he kind of knew. So we're done dancing in a way that I've never danced before. And it didn't feel threatening. And it was really amazing. I was like, wow, this is so fun. It's so cool. So all he asked was, can I have a kiss on the cheek? I said, fine, a kiss on the cheek I will give you. And then I said, what do you do for a living? And he said, I'm a stripper. I was like, oh, now I know why you move so well. And I was like, okay, that makes so much sense. It's his profession and he knows how to have people feel comfortable. And this was so cool because I completely felt comfortable with that person. And this is where people miss out on so many experiences even though I get it because they don't learn how to trust in each other or in using their mouth to speak to each other, by the way. And the throat is definitely channel guidance, guys and gals and days. <clears throat> Some of you not speaking your truths, of course, as always, these lovely portals. Okay, so as my lovely throat leaves us again, because I refuse to disengage from uh, making jokes. No, it's the hot, cold cigars, talking, it's a bunch of things, and it's the portal. So with this lovely portal, for any of you who don't know how to speak, let's close it with this one. All of my stories, I love my entire family, and so all people are playgrounds. The people who don't know how to bring out their shame story is a sad deal um, because they don't learn that they're beautiful. That's it. And that's all I'm going to share. I know we talked about many things. What I want to close out with is that 5D mystics and our dreams, we know when we dream of our loved ones that it means something. <clears throat> we learn who is open and receptive because they let us know. And that's because they feel safe with us and they also have secure base in mind. Like my one friend <clears throat> who didn't know how to tell me, I don't like to talk about this shit. And I told him, why don't you tell me shit like that? So we have a lot of adult laughs. We're gonna keep having more of them. Uh, right now I'm gonna need to just cease to do any uh, podcast, but we have plenty of content. You also have some lovely videos, and so I'm sure that today will be okay because it's not that big of a deal. It's just a little bit of the throat. I don't feel that I won't have voice. I hope. Fingers crossed, man. <clears throat> Imagine if I don't have a voice again. But that would make sense as well, if, just in case. Long story short, if you are a lion that roars with fierce love, then you always speak from a fiercely loving heart, which has fiercely fearful. Fiercely fearful is normal 
it's when you're able to unload it that it becomes love. And it's only when you have compassion beyond a reason, which I knew as a teenager with Jesus. But I didn't use the word compassion. I used the word that he uses. Turn the other cheek. Forgive them for they do not know. And today I have somatic sensory motor and trauma experts that explain it to me. I have no plans, though, of doing the little pity party dance for the blind lions or the deaf lions. And that's actually why we, one, know evil doesn't exist. And when somebody wants to make us out to be evil, we know we're not because I'm a person. And demons don't exist except for in your mind's eye. And if you learn anything about your brain, you'll learn about how it wires. And you'll learn about the dark sides of neuroplasticity. And you'll also learn about the dark sides of the religious self. And all these fanatics are fanatics for a reason. So the only difference between the fanatic educators, the one siphoned ones, is that they got people who like, oh, they know the truth because they're subject matter experts. Oh my gosh, right now I sound like someone. I'm not going to say who. Oh, oh, my British friend made a joke. And I was like, you did a really good impersonation. Oh, shit. That's not something that we want to talk about right now, but oh, I'm laughing inside. So long story short, anyone who doesn't know how to speak, please speak up. This is, you're torturing yourself uh, unnecessarily. There's no way to rip that Band-Aid off if you don't rip it off. So again, um, when <clears throat> we meet friends that compete with each other and they do the manipulation and the envy and the jealousy. So when it's happened to me, again, I won't notice until I notice. And even if I notice, I'm not going to do anything about it. I haven't met evil. Evil is not anything except for in the mind's eye of those who are in 4D plane. And the reason why I haven't ever had the representation of good transforming itself into evil have an effect on me is because I know it's a bullshit story because I'm a human I can touch my leg right now I have a throat that's doing shit yes it's related to the energies too but I don't have to connect it there but I am a 5d mystic so I do know that it has a lot to do with our lovely community of lions who can see maybe it's been a short time that you can see and you can hear it's time to roar it's time to fiercely love if you don't do it now, when you're gonna, what, what are you waiting for? Tick tock, tick tock. There's no more time. Your life is today. It's sad to see people not speak. And that's the part we know when people don't speak because they're afraid. And we will know it because our nervous system will tell everything to our loved ones. The lions who roar know when someone's afraid. And they will, in fact, say things like, I'm wanting you to be comfortable to speak to me things I already know. I'm not here to tell you what to tell me, but I won't lie if I've had a hunch. And so, of course, I'm going to say I had a hunch. Why would I lie to you about a hunch that I have if I'm an intuitive? So, the people who misinterpret and misunderstand words, it's not on us that they have an inability to recognize I'm afraid and I'm twisting words and I'm twisting things because I actually am afraid of love and I'm afraid of 
relationships or whatever it is. It's something that um, it's okay because that's the part of every one of us will have been a teenager too. And this is when you learn either to choose to stay pure consciousness, unconsciously loving with your flaws and imperfections because it's your actual natural 14, 15, 16-year-old, the fight that says, am I going to say the world's unfair and point a finger and say all of these people and do drama land and victim land? Or am I going to say, no, this is a playground. Uh, these people have answers to every single thing that you can ask them. And they're not demons. They're kids like I'm a kid. That's why your first choice is when you get to have that... Um, what's it called, the pruning of your brain uh, happens, so there's some stuff we lose, but we don't need it, and then you choose your teenage peers as your friends, and they're your alloparenting kind of replacements, and if you didn't choose to become yourself, so to be flawed and imperfect, and be confident from your heart, you're going to start doing the little drama dance, and that's why when I saw these adults doing what they did, I was like, oh my fucking lord, they are hilarious, and I don't even know where to begin and end my laughter inside. They're all insecure teenagers. What are they doing? That's actually exactly why I had no interest in the one human being. And when they told this girl that night, I was like, okay, well, it makes sense. She stepped on my fucking foot and, and pushed me over. He just provoked her. He just triggered because he wanted to see. In fact, this dude, it was funny because we began where he's very intellectually savvy, a very beautiful person mentally. Um, <clears throat> as they realized that I had no interest in them, or long story short, all of a sudden they started to get quiet and not really have the conversations. And when she told me what she told me, I said, oh, now it all makes sense. Because he realized that I was not going to kiss him. I was not interested in having sex with him. I had no interest in him whatsoever that way. We were friends. But he wasn't looking for friends. He, in fact, had at least three, and his buddy did too. Oh, by the way, when we, two, when we see two and they're a pair, mm, we don't need to know both of y'all to know one of y'all. So that's why with my other friend and his friend, I've always told him, and he knows this, my one friend that I still am friends with. I'm friends with the other dude, but we never connected because it's his friend, not mine. <clears throat> but with my friend, I said, I can't even believe that you and this dude are still friends. Like, he's left you hanging so many times in moments where you were really in shitty, shitty situations. And then I said, and why are you guys competing for the same? Do you know? Did you know about? So I was like, I don't understand what this is. Um, and my friend didn't really give a shit. So that's the good thing about my friend. But I just found it odd. How, how is this happening? Even though I have friends that definitely, the girls I was going out with, if there had been any human being interested in me, they would have been all over it. But I already knew that, which is why when I was told that I was gossiped about, I was like, yeah, are you not telling me something I don't know? They're not my soul connections, is what I could have said. I didn't because I didn't have the verbiage at the time. Now I do. My friend is part of my oversoul. Like this other woman is a part of my oversoul, but she was a part of my oversoul in a specific format, in a specific way. The 5D mystic knows our oversoul. We know the energetic imprint. Our soul contracts don't come to an end. 
We don't talk about people like they're objects. They're our friends and our loved ones. It's very insulting for a 5D mystic when 4D talks about people like the movies. So, long story short, <clears throat> even when people in their own group do things, we look and say, wow, we don't roar. We stay away. They can roar at each other. They're all blind and deaf and mute and, you know, they're not doing anything. And they've chosen drama land as teenagers. In fact, all you need to do is look at them. Last note, um, because we expand consciousness. We don't stay limited. So we actually um, learn to allow blind and seeing lions to coexist in our lovely playground because we add to our oversoul. When we have people who don't like things, uh, for example, the story I told you about the one friend, she's the one girl that one of my friends that we're all friends still told me, I don't want you. It was in a way of, I don't want you talking to her because she actually has been blah, blah, blah. And I said to her, no, I'm not gonna be your friend then. I don't, I don't negotiate my friends. And I understand where you're coming from. But I also think you should really consider that the human being you're talking to me about has a girlfriend. Neither one of you are the girlfriend. You're both lovers, which makes you both, basically, he's not in a ethical non-monogamous. He was not polyamorous, he was cheating. So I said, you and her are both not his girlfriend. So one, two, I would say he's not a possession. Three, I won't go telling your shit to her. I know you're not friends, but don't tell me who to be friends with based on your whatever that is, which, so again, it's more of, you're not going to tell me who to hang out with. You're not my mother. And even my mother, I'll say, you can't tell me who to hang out with. You don't get to tell me who I make friends with because I can rely on myself. And you taught me either how to do it or I learned how to do it because that's pure consciousness, unconditional love. It ain't strategic. In fact, as I will mention again and again and again, the only reason the 4D plane still exists is because they believe in the religious texts that they so much demonize. The only reason they even remotely talk about demons is because they see things that their religious self is reorganizing for them and they don't have a pure consciousness connection. They're in Maya land and they don't even know it. And they go around telling people that they're not in Maya land. You know who will know that they're in Maya land? the ones of us who are unconsciously loving. Because the minute you talk about a human being as evil or demonic is the minute that I will present to you, thank goodness for our lovely guru who exists. Not only love means being willing to nurture another life, it is a human being beyond opinions and prejudice, which means beyond shame, blame, fault, revenge, adaptive children, blind lions, deaf lions, and roars that mean nothing because they will mean only the same teenage drama that teenagers do and that horrible shitty movies do but then we have whether you call it a stone a tree an animal a man a demon or the divine everything is the same energy manifesting itself in a million different ways sad guru what i can't wait for is once i have physics existential physics and that verbiage to add to this lovely energy because you know what people are going to say when they say well, 
Sadhguru is not my guru. So the un whatever it is, some blind lion and deaf lion will say in order for them to keep saying a demon exists versus no, it doesn't. And usually, again, we don't really get into those conversations with those individuals because a 5D mystic is not roaring uh, with those individuals. We're trying to ensure they stay well at ease with their drama people so that they can continue basically trying to learn how to unconsciously love each other. Oh, that's right, the lower adult field. So it's unfortunate when people are in states of envy, jealousy, and spite actively, and they gang up on each other. The smart ones of us, we don't play games that are emotionally, mentally, or physically hurtful. So we are not playing something with a heart that is broken. And we're not playing. We're building what are called adult relationships. So we know how to speak up because we actually look at the eyes of the person in front of us. And whatever they're doing behind the scenes is their business, not ours. We will speak our truth. And we will roar a lovely lion's roar of love. And if we're afraid, we'll roar that too. We'll roar whatever it is that our emotional maturity speaks. And we have emotional triggers, so we will also do that at times. And again, <clears throat> the difference is we're not blind or deaf. So when we do have an emotional trigger, we apologize. And when instead we are being treated in certain ways that are unnecessary, we'll present equations so that we may disengage from those unnecessary usages of our time. Because... When clowns are present, the words that come out of the mouth of the individual who is blind and deaf are not words. They are distorted, and that's it. So we're not going to hear them. We're going to hear what they say so that we can respond and respectfully be a part of an aspect that is theirs to actually see, which is why expansion always happens. Whether they speak to us or not, whether they speak truth or not, the ones of us who do speak pure energy and pure love, we don't hide anything. It's the others who don't understand that we don't manipulate. We are trying to use a language that they speak. So we do try to make that clear. When we pause and they begin to again test us, there's different ways people test people, like those of us who know how to stand our ground. When they do transference, we learn how not to engage. And we work with our tone and our nervous system. And we learn to regulate ourselves. When we have any type of, I don't know, I don't know. You know what our answer is? I was a teenager. This is the answer. Today it's still the truth. Time. T-I-M-E. That's all I need. There's no closure. Again, our contracts don't end. We're one big ball of energy. So on that note, uh, we always know that this energy is something that supports our loved ones, the ones who want to expand, to move into their actually the eyes that can see. Those are the only people that 5D mystics pick up on. The rest is a collective. So the collective, they are doing drama. And they're talking about haters and people of your family who are trying to bring you down. 
they're all in the adaptive language of the child who doesn't recognize that um, you can learn to be a truly self-empowered ego by knowing you're flawed and imperfect, I'm flawed and imperfect, and we all have an ego. And in a safe haven body, in a secure-based body, we have fuck you, fuck you, and let's hug it out. Oh, that was awesome. Wow. How many years has it been? So with my friend, for example, the one that we didn't talk to for five years, by the second day, we were like, oh, wow, okay. And we did grow a lot. Now, here's where they stopped expanding, so we don't actually consistently share the same level of enthusiasm because I'm Purusha Prakriti and they're not. And I love humanity and they don't. And I have fun with people because they're beautiful and they actually are happy and grateful for what they have. But their energy is like an old man. Oh my gosh, it's very painful for me to actually participate sometimes because I am needing to get used to their new form, which is a form of a person that no longer has a sense of humor, no longer a lot of things, but um, they are happy, which is all that matters. So all that matters is that they do have somebody who loves them and that's beautiful and they have a stable job and that's beautiful. They have the basics. They're a happy person. The fact that I can tell where their energy is at is none of my business. I just can note it because I, like anybody else, we're connected with our nervous systems. Some of us are intuitives. So we have this thing called empathy and we move in compassion though. So we're not sitting in our mirror neurons being drained. No, I don't be like, oh my God, my friend's upset. No, I'm like, okay, are you done remembering that other energy? They're this energy, get used to it. <laughs> get used to it, buttercup. So we learn how to remind ourselves it's not a like or dislike in this case. It's an ability to know what they could have been and what they were and what they became when they chose to give up on themselves because they did give up on themselves. When they said, I don't want to be different, I'm afraid, was the vibration. And then they went ahead and did a lot of things. Now that's in a <clears throat> higher toroidal field for them. When a person does it from a lower toroidal field, they can move back into and or recognize the higher toroidal field, uh, they're going to first do the entirety of um, what's going to be basically, I fiercely fear, I fiercely feared, I fiercely blinded. Okay, so it's a basically a 360. It's a very big shakeup. And some people, they did have that. So their fiercely fearing led them to what was not loving because they did not recognize that truth they ended up living an experience that then came out and turned into a nightmare of sorts and so they had a basically double awakening and that would be oh shit <laughs> ah fuck you know kind of deal and so realizing the illusion of love and then the fear that they did know about in the first situation scenario and it all came and hit them pretty hard but they're out of that uh the hit and um there is understanding 
because the lower toroidal field is for those who don't know safe haven secure base so they think that it's okay for partners people in your life to shame blame fault and or spite you they're only aware of what is lower toroidal drama land so they do follow the wrong gut instinct and lead themselves into a lower toroidal field relationship and when it comes out because they're smart and really because anything that doesn't provide you support will sooner or later come crashing down in a heartbreak that's you can't you can't every person that i've ever met if they've ever been in relationships that do not grow the two they end up having to part because that karma gets real real fast and it's better fast than later meaning some people it takes three or four years some people it takes 10 and some people they do it again and some people it takes one or two years and that's a gift a gift but before those one or two years they will have had others that potentially will have lasted a certain amount then they will have had a way to find out what pure love true love is because they will have seen it they will have experienced it and again this is why like oh shit so this comparison is where they know what is true love and what is not and they recognize their own pattern the unresolved trauma and the attachment wounds and they say oh okay now i got it now i figured out who i am how i'm feeling what is that okay now i figured so that person for example is a person that roars with the fiercely loving they speak a truth they know the truth they don't uh, plan they don't do things that are uh, malicious or whatnot they're just themselves the rude awakening is handled in a way of compassion because they're smart so they will have picked up the data uh, not the bullshit and that's because they do understand rationality and does good psychoeducation and they understand how to read information and apply it so you know again um the five d mystics we expand always consciousness in these relationships of all lower higher toroidal fields consistent enlightenment consistent shame it doesn't matter which vibration people are in they're all lions with us or we can all be uh, sheep together <laughs> we don't actually do the sheep thing but we can all be that I look forward to being back and again apologies for the tone it'll get better but this way we close out with a different tone <laughs> i might practice this one maybe this is meant to be our episodes uh, i don't i don't find it very nice it's different meaning i like my kali shiva and krishna Lila mode but it was necessary for some reason here's where obviously that was the vibe that was meant to be so we we do know there's a why we just don't have to contemplate it to the death of it <laughs> and um actually on that note let me close on up with um we do the 5d mystic understand the hunches which is why i don't kid when i say i know the tone or vocal cords that's our actual modality of expression and it is going through an expansion so your heart and higher heart are learning to come through your throat chakra but also your universal love throat chakra which is a higher throat chakra not everybody knows of that energy center not everybody believes in it it's okay you don't have to but learning to roar 
with the new found you, it's a recalibration. I have a new found added me in the community of all of you and then the content we create. So looking forward to hearing your thoughts and experiences, calling in or leave a message. Have a great day.